You're listening to the Calm Mind Confident Life podcast, full of guided meditations, relaxation audios, and an abundance of tips from inspiring people around the globe. This podcast is here to help you cultivate calm and embrace the power and freedom of believing in yourself. With your host and founder of Value Your Mind, Natalie Keeley. Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast. So I thought because it's nearing Christmas, which is a time of, you know, love and and kindness and all that jazz, that it would be a good time to talk about one of my favourite things and that underpins most of the work I do and that is creating a compassionate mind, a compassionate mind for ourselves, for others and for the world. Now this is quite a big topic and I've done a lot of work into this. I um, am a compassion focused therapist so I've done a lot of training in it and as I said I do do a lot of work with clients around this. So of course I can only kind of scratch the surface with you guys through the podcast but I am thinking at the moment probably what I'm going to do is kind of spread it into like a three-part series. So over the coming months there'll be three episodes that will be delving into this topic around how to cultivate a compassionate mind and it will be spread between in between the shows where I have guest speakers on and things like that so I'm interweaved within that as well so yeah hopefully you'll find it really interesting and also helpful (laughs) um So today's episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just talk a little bit about what creating a compassionate mind is about, um, a bit of background into it, and then I'm going to end with a really helpful, compassion-focused tool which or exercise which you can just use pretty simply in your day-to-day life, and also something I think you'll find really helpful over the hecticness of the Christmas period. So compassion, what is it? Well, the Dalai Lama defines it as a sensitivity to the suffering of self and others with a deep wish and commitment to relieve the suffering. And I think it's, you know, Dalai Lama, he always nails these uh, these definitions. <laughs> um, so yeah, of course, it's really good. But um, I think kind of to add on to that with creating a compassionate mind I think is about helping us deal with these complex emotions and situations that we experience through through life and it creating a compassionate mind helps us almost alleviate unpleasant feelings within ourselves so that we can then navigate our way through this this minefield of emotions I was listening to a podcast actually the other day about um, compassion and specifically about compassion fatigue, which is when we're we're lacking compassion, that we're kind of burnt out to compassion, burnt out of compassion, sorry. And um, they were saying on the podcast about how when JF Kennedy died, it was shot that it was the world went into shock, you know, people appealed to the TV and they were crying, people who didn't even know him. Most most people were extremely um, upset by what happened, by the events that happened that had absolutely no relation to him in, in, in um, any way. Um, whereas now, the guy was saying on the podcast is that we'll hear stuff like this, you know, really awful things happening, so much so 
that we've almost depersonalized it, we're, we're desensitized to it, and that this is compassion fatigue, and that actually it's much more prevalent now than it ever has been because of the amount of traumatic things that we're hearing. Of course, it's important for us to hear these things about what's going on in the world so that we're not ignorant to it and so that we can maybe take action to help. But when we're suffering from compassion fatigue, we're not going to be in a place where we're taking action because we're not actually able to feel compassion for that situation. It feels just so far removed from where we are it feels very unrelatable and we just don't really connect to it in, on any human level. So we don't act, we just absorb all this negative stuff and in turn it just takes this negative toll on our minds. And so yeah, it's, it's just not, it's not a helpful mindset um, to have. And the same translates if we're thinking about compassion for ourselves as individuals. We, again, there's so much negativity out there and means in which we can criticise ourselves or we can compare ourselves to others and then use that as a as a as a way of of thinking that we're not good enough that we really are lacking a level of self-compassion you know we're, we're always beating ourselves up thinking we're not good enough um, feeling guilty that we should be doing better um, just generally this kind of voice of criticism, this, this inner critic is present for most of us most of the time. But actually research shows that when we do have more self-compassion, it improves our self-esteem greatly. It reduces stress, it increases self-confidence, and in turn it helps us feel more connected, not only to ourselves, but to the world and to other people. And that is what humans thrive off, is connection. So there's several key elements or components to turning our mind towards a more compassionate place for ourselves. Um, and over the over these episodes, I will talk about each component in a little bit more detail, or at least I'll try and cover as many components as I can. But in this episode, we're going to talk about the first component, and that is recognizing and understanding that it's not our fault. So what I mean by that is a key element of starting to form this more compassionate idea or way of addressing ourselves is by recognizing that the way our brain works isn't our fault. It's like giving ourselves this reality check and saying that actually our brain was designed for us. It wasn't designed by us. You know, like we were born with this brain and certain things happened in our lives or the genes that we have, evolution, just being generally being a human that has made our brain the way it is. It's not our fault. So the fact that we have this, what's called a tricky brain that works in this kind of annoying pattern that it has isn't our fault. Lots of psychologists talk about us having these two brains. So we have our new brain and we have our old brain. Now our old brain is I guess like our animalistic brain 
Um, and then our new brain is what's evolved over time. So our old brain includes emotions like anger, anxiety, sadness, joy, lust, um, behaviours like that kind of fight or flight, that simple withdrawing or engaging, um, relationships, sex, status, tribalism. That's all our old brain. And then our new brain is imagination. It's the ability to look back and forward and ruminate on certain situations. It's our mental abilities. It's our awareness of self, um, our identity, and how we feel within ourselves. It's our kind of analytical brain. So we are in this situation where it's a flow state between the two. What happens is we're just constantly throughout the day going between these two old brains and new brains and they're kind of just merged in, into one. And this is just how the brain works. It's not anything that we can do about it. It is literally just how the brain works. It's evolution. It's being human and recognizing this and really acknowledging that this is what your brain is doing. It's just these two minds, these two brains that are working is the first level of compassion and creating this compassionate self. So for example, when you suddenly feel this fight or flight or you start to feel this kind of war in your mind of that you just feel this emotion but then you're analyzing it and you don't know how should you feel should you feel this way then you feel guilty that is the two brains kind of fighting against each other is how i like to see it and it's it's just not your fault it's just the brain working and just using this very simple idea bringing this simple mindset into your into your day when you when you notice this pattern can really really help straight away bring a sense of compassion into your mind because you're instantly saying actually it's not my fault i need to be kind to myself and just accept this is the process my brain is going through so that's the first component of compassion that i kind of just want to I want to just leave you with that because I think it's it's just something that's helpful to just sit with and just to digest for, for a while. Um, and then I'm going to now go on to um, an exercise that I also think will really help you. And this is tapping into another element or component of um, compassionate mind training, and that is self-soothing. It's this idea that we but that by being compassionate to ourselves, we, we want to soothe ourselves. We don't want to fight ourselves. We don't want to push ourselves down any more than we already have. But we want to just soothe our minds, soothe our bodies, soothe ourselves, soothe our relationships, soothe whatever it is. So this exercise is super simple and it's about yeah, bringing that level of soothing compassion into our, into our day. So to practice this, you're just going to start first by finding a comfortable seat, as usual, and having your feet planted firmly on the floor, so uncrossing your legs if they're crossed. And then just slowly getting a bit taller through the spine so that you're not slumping in the chair, but you're creating that kind of natural curve in the lower back. 
Allow your shoulders to relax and let the eyelids be heavy, preferably closing the eyes, but if you just want to look downwards towards the floor, that's fine too. And then just allowing a facial expression that's nice and gentle and soft. So if you want to play with a small smile on your lips, then, then feel free or just allowing the cheeks to be loose, the jaw to feel like it's not clenching, that it's nice and soft. And then just beginning to focus on your breathing. Noticing as you breathe in and out how your diaphragm moves. And you can start to begin to play with the speed of, of your breath until you find that it's at a comfortable pace. So most people find that they count to about three seconds in and three seconds out with a little pause in between the inhale and exhale breath. But really just completely up to you, but really not forcing it, just playing with where feels good, where feels comfortable, and then just sticking with that nice even rhythm. Breathing in and out through your nose, allowing the observation, your awareness to rest on your breath. Next, we'll move to the sense of grounding ourselves. So turning your attention to your body and sensing how your body feels as it rests on the chair and how your feet feel as they rest on the floor. Really allowing that heaviness, that grounding sensation of the support of the chair and the floor beneath you to sink in. And as always, when we practice these sorts of mindfulness practices, our minds do wonder. Just remember that that's okay. It's just the mind doing what it what it does. It's just a sign that it's working. And just whenever you notice, bringing it back to your breath, to the floor, to the, the chair, whatever you want to use as your anchor back to the moment. And sometimes people find that when they're doing these breathing exercises that actually they can get a bit focused almost too much on their breath, that it, it becomes a bit stressful for them or anxiety provoking. If this is how it's feeling for you, then it might be helpful to have something in your hands to hold on to and just noticing how that feels in your hands. Just noticing how the breath is and then coming back to that thing in your hand, allowing that to be your to be your anchor, to be your focus. And then when you're ready, just starting to imagine a colour that you associate with compassion, that you associate with warmth and kindness. And it can be any colour that you choose. It really doesn't matter. There's no judgment here at all. It just needs to remind you of that sense of compassion. And now, as you visualise that colour, imagine it surrounding you completely. Imagine as you're breathing in, the inhale breath becomes that colour. And it spreads all the way down into your heart and every inch of your body. 
as the color floods your body, feel that that color is a sense of wisdom, of strength, warmth and total kindness. Allow those senses, those feelings of wisdom, strength, warmth and kindness to move up to your face and allow your face to take an expression that matches these feelings. And as you imagine this colour flooding through your body, know that its purpose is to help you and support you. Its purpose is to be kind to you and it completely accepts that kindness now. If there's any areas in your body that this colour and this kindness hasn't reached, now allowing it to flood those places. when you're ready you can slowly open your eyes and bring yourself back to this present moment. Take a deep breath in and an exhale breath out. So as I said a really super simple exercise that you can start using straight away um, and I think actually it will be one that probably will be quite helpful over this Christmas period when it's going to be pretty hectic with probably lots of people wanting your attention and you having to spread your time over over lots of different things so yeah try this exercise over the holiday period because I think you will find it's it's it instantly brings in that sense of soothing um, the mind and that sense of compassion for yourself. And of course, as always, when you're feeling more positive about yourself and more compassionate about yourself, you're giving out more of those positive vibes to other people. So it's a double win. <laughs> so yeah, I hope you found this helpful, guys. And I'll be back with a lot more around this subject, this topic in the episodes to come. Because it's the Christmas period, we're going to take a little bit of a mini break for a few weeks, but I will be back in the new year with another guest interview, which I'm really excited to share with you. I've already got it queued up and ready to go. So I hope you all have a really good Christmas and new year. And remember, there's so many exercises and quick tools that you can use on this podcast. So if you're feeling a bit overwhelmed or like you're attention is being demanded a little bit too much then do check back here and listen to a podcast episode take some time for yourself and then you can get back to everybody knowing that you've just had that space to clear your mind and finally if you have any questions as always don't forget to pop over to the facebook group you can ask any questions on there or just drop me an email and i will endeavor to get back to you as soon as possible Thank you.